It has been hit. Okay. What did you hit it with? Uh, my my massive forehead. Okay. <laughs> I never really thought of your forehead as that massive. I, yeah. uh, I, I don't think it actually is like that huge. I mean, but... you know, I mean, there's there, there are other people that I think of when it comes to massive forehead that you're, you don't come to mind. Oh, that? well. Maybe I should get a forehead enhancement. I'm sure there's probably a Miami doctor that will take care of that really quickly. I'm sure, you know, a nice little up. implant. Yes. Yes. I mean, they'll, they'll do anything down here, you know, so whatever, I'm sure. I could get little like bumps, like a Klingon. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I see all these people getting like chest implants, you know, like instead of like actually having muscles, right. You know, you just get, well, you know, in your case, I've, I've seen those articles about the people paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their legs broken and extra inches added. Yes. I've seen that too, which is crazy. I, I, I I thought, you know, I thought that was just a movie. I mean, I saw there, there is a movie Gattaca. I don't know if you ever watched it. I, I have heard of it, but I have not seen it. Oh my God. Okay, well, that's another one that you need to put on your list. I, I mean, I think that, that 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 makes to me one. I mean, if you're if I was going to make a list of top one hundred movies, I, I will that certainly would that list. would be on the list. Yes. Um, and, and so and there is a part. Spoiler alert, where that that has to happen. Okay. So okay, okay, and I it was just you know and it, it, it was just how painful. It was, and how long it took for the person to recover, and so forth. So, yeah, they did have that. Um, I, I, I will say that you know you have not watched it. I, I, I wonder how IMDb has it right, but I, I, I have to say that 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 to me is a uh, you know you ask me you know make a list of top movies that I've you know in my lifetime. I'd say I'd put that in. I see that it's ranked on number 1,419 and it's been, okay. Well, I mean, I guess that's not that low thinking about, you know, whatever, but it's just, maybe it's just a personal, I think it's a personal taste thing in my, opinion. Uh-huh. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a highly rated movie on IMDb, but it's not a top 100 to them. Um, you know, I, I think that it's a lot better than what, you know, the average viewer, but I, I think it, it also has to do with, uh, a taste in the movie. I mean, it was nominated for for an Oscar as well. I mean, it had you know, the Academy Award. It's not. It's not. You know, it's not some fucking like B movie. You know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I I understand. Yeah, I mean, they don't hate it. You know, but but I I I, I would put that there. So so that's it for my movie review. That that's it for your movie review. I I will include it. This will be the cold open. Okay. All right. Sounds good. And and then you know, and then it'll be time for the real show. The show. Oh, the show. So, having said that, okay. <laughs> yeah. Cl- clear that throat. Get the frog out. Whatever's in there. You know. Usually, frog. I'm not. I, I'm. I'm not. You know. I don't. That. I'm not one with that problem. I. I must admit regularly. Not that I recall. Mm-hmm. I have other problems. Not that one. You have other things in your throat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I got—I don't know about throat. I mean, I got other problems. <laughs> I was just going to say other animals, not frogs. Yeah, not, not you know. Well, I—I I don't think I have any animals in my throat, except the ones that are supposed to be there. 
right. All, like the, mi- all the microbes. Yeah, yeah. That, that stuff. Yeah. That's not an animal. It's microbes. Well, those are animals. Well, some of them are animals. Some of them are plants. But most of them are animals. I mean, the little microbes are animals. You really call the microbes animals? It depends on the type. But yeah, like lots of them are. I guess. All right. Microbes. They're single cell animals, potentially. I mean. But the point is, you do not have a ferret in your throat. I I do not. Last time I checked, no. I I do not. Yeah. No, no, no ferrets, no mice, no fish, nothing. Nah, not, not that I, not that I'm aware of. Let's get started then. Mm. Here we go. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, October 8th, 2022. It is just after 2.30 UTC. I'm Sam Minter. Yvonne Bo is here again. Hello, Yvonne. Mute button, mute button. Yvonne has to remember the mute button. I I, I was yelling, hello. <laughs> anyway, our agenda today, we're going to do a but first. We're going to talk about election 2022. And then we'll do a potpourri section with a couple random things from each of us. That's our plan. And I will start off but first this time. Because I just wanted to note for the record that this is episode 800 of the Curmudgeon's Corner podcast. Wow. Nice big round number. Another big round number. Uh, it's, uh, how many years is that? 800 divided by 52, whatever the you know, math is hard. 16 years, 16 and a bit. Um, something like that yeah, now. So yeah, we've been doing this a while and that doesn't even count the stuff in college. This is just the podcast version. 800 episodes. Haven't missed one. Uh, we've, you know, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. We've put out a significant output of content. I I I I, I don't know. I mean, you said content. Yes. I mean, I don't know. That's 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 really saying it's. You know, I don't know if if it does even deserves. I mean, the word content. <laughs> Maybe we put out a whole bunch of like crap, like noise drivel. So, by the way, 800 divided by 52 is 15.3 something. So, 15.4. So, not quite 16 yet. But we're we're closing in. We're closing in. Yeah. Closing in. I mean. So, so you wouldn't. It is. We're not claiming it's good content. uh, It's it's just the word content. I mean, to me, it's like we're already labeling it like content. It seems to be it's 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 you know there's a difference between content and say drivel. I mean, I I I don't know. Like you know, have you seen some of the content on TikTok and YouTube? You know, Twitter. I I was just thinking about that recently, and I'm just like, I was just, how the hell did we get here? 
I, I, you know, how is this progress? How is this progress? I, I, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't think it's progress. Compared to what? I mean, you know, it used to be, it, 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 no, the thing is that we have dedicated billions and maybe even trillions of dollars to develop technology uh, to deliver, uh, you know, uh, 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 fart jokes. Well, you know, look, all of these things, <laughs> there is tons of crap on all of these, but like, you know, there is, you know, right before I came here, I was looking at TikTok and there was a video of a bear stealing somebody's package from their front porch. I mean, how can you beat that? That's, that's cool stuff, right? I right? guess. You know, I, I must admit that I know that a lot of you, I, I have not taken to TikTok. I mean, mm-hmm. I've used the app. I mean, I know what okay. it is. I I, I just, I, I have. The trick is you have to use it long enough for its algorithm to figure out No, 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 that's not like. what I mean. What I mean is that I just don't like the form of content, the, the, the delivery. I, I just, it's it's really just, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway. All right, so what are we going to talk about today? Oh, it, well, I, the, I, I gave the agenda already. That was my butt first. My butt first was just 800 episodes. Yay, yay. Good us. We're amazing. 800. 800. 800. 800. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, so, so it's your turn. What's your butt first? Uh, well, there's a couple of things that I uh, mentioned. One was just a quick blurb on the fact that I had not been to the Dominican Republic in over 20 years. Okay. Um, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it had to be still in the 90s. Um, uh, I went to a wedding that was a disaster. <laughs> okay. Uh, the bride and groom got into a fight right, right, uh, right before the ceremony started. And so the oh, groom, the groom disappeared after the ceremony, never showed up to the reception. We wound up with a, with a drunk, uh, bride who we were there uh, 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 as part of the bride's party. Um, and I had to wind up paying for the limo to take her back to the hotel. Because mm-hmm. the groom had told the limo driver, oh, yeah, stay here. No, no, no. I'll, I want you to. Originally, they had only hired him for a little bit and not the whole night. And he asked right. him to stay the whole night. And then I put the bride in the limo. And then he's like saying, well, somebody's built a group said he was going to pay me. And I'm like, oh, fuck me, for God's sake. I'm like, here, just, 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 just take the bride back to the hotel. Jesus Christ. I mean, she's like despondent. The guy took off. Beautiful. They 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 did wind up eventually getting divorced. So okay, yeah. Anyway, but but, 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 wait, but they, they so, actually got married, and he took off after the wedding. After the ceremony, yes, he didn't oh, okay. show up because I, I thought I thought you said the married. argument was before. The well, wedding. the argument happened before on their way to the to the church. Oh, they, but they went ahead they with went it, and then he with left. it, and then he took off. 
Oh, okay. Okay. I, I I was confused there. And then I was like, I, let's just move on. And then I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, I, it was, it was a disaster, but I do. The, the one thing is that I, I'm going to say is that, uh, you know, we talk about all these countries and many places and how they are basket cases and whatever, whatnot. And what I must say is that I haven't been to the American Republic since the nineties in which I visited twice. Well, one time in 89 and another time in the late nineties. Okay. The amazing progress that the Dominican Republic has done, and I hadn't even looked at the facts and figures. I got a number of customers there <laughs> that I work with, but the the economy in has in the Dominican Republic has basically quadrupled in the last thirty years, and what you see is a huge improvement in the overall standard of living across everybody i i I mean just in the terms of the structures hotels the quality of just about everything and you know i gotta say that i I knew that some of this was happening because i talked to some people hadn't really kept that close a tab on it because i never really did that much business directly there before and now i'm i'm doing it and you know we talk about all these countries that are basket cases it's an amazing story how the dominican republic has just thrived in the last 30 years during a time when Venezuela has basically imploded. Uh, Argentina has been from one crisis to another. Haiti has been like a complete shambles. Um, You know, they have like just absolutely just had an amazing run of just the, everything is just better. The infrastructure, housing um you know one of the things that uh, you know we talk about uh, you know hurricanes and like uh resilience to that you know n- noticed uh very clearly heading into santo domingo that they've apparently they've done a number of those projects and how they're really like that city is not vulnerable at all to like sea level rise uh due to I, i've seen things that maybe just in the way they built out and some things that they have done for example the other thing is in terms of hurricane construction man you know they're like in San Juan, Puerto Rico, man, everything's made out of just solid concrete. Like, I mean, and it used to be that wasn't like that 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. But every structure that you saw had, oh my God, completely solid concrete with like, uh, and instead of like glass windows, just aluminum windows. That yeah, they'll block out the light. But let me tell you something, you got to close them in a damn hurricane, nothing's coming in. Guarantee you that. Maybe some water might leak through them sometimes, you know, but, but that, that, you're, the wind's not breaching those things. That's for sure. Or a flying object. And so I was like, really just impressed with, uh, with how the standards of living for the Dominican Republic, like sort of, it's just not a country that we talk about. I guess we don't talk about it because nothing really bad has happened. You know, like in Haiti, we've talked about it because they've had earthquakes and things and you know, military intervention and assassinations and all of this stuff or whatever, whatnot. We talk about Venezuela, you know, the mess in Cuba and whatnot. And, you know, Dominican Republic's not a small country either, about 10 million, 11 million people. Um, mm. You know, so it's not that small, like, nearby. But it's, I, I, I was just, you know, I want to make a point of, 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 you know, giving a shout out to the amazing, you know, work that they've done there and how hospitable and just, nice everything was it was just really i mean I, it was just so nice 
I, my wholehearted endorsement. Anybody want to go for tourism in Dominican Republic? I mean, the people are friendly. Everything's like really nice, really easy to get an Uber or any other transportation around, you know, perfect, excellent, uh, cell phone service. Uh, not that I'm mm. giving a shout out because one of the, <clears throat> uh, the big, the, the biggest provider over there is my customer, but Hey, they do great job by the way, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, let me tell you, uh, you know, but everything was like, you know, I, it was just so nice to, 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 to see that, um, you know, um, I, you know, it, after, you know, we talk about all these countries and all these messes going on and you see that and it's like, it's just kind of nice to see that, you, you know, um, I, so that that's one thing I wanted to say that I that I noticed. The second thing is this is the second observation about a, a conversations that I had with a couple of different people on a totally unrelated subject. Okay, but that uh-huh. happened uh, d- during this last week, and talking about uh, just politics in general. Um, and I noticed something. Um, so so politics from a. Dominican Republican no, point in of general, view? In general, because we're talking like, about, it, it, okay. what, it came out talking about uh, the president, you know, uh, the elections here, but I was talking about the Brazilian election more specifically for, for okay. an extended period of time. Because Brazil right now just went went through an election uh, where they went through a first round where uh, nobody gathered the necessary 50%, so they're going to a runoff. And, uh, now, now one, one, one thing about that real quick, like it was expected that there would be a winner, right? The uh, Bolsonaro no, 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 no. better was, than the polls. No, no, no. It was exactly. expected it was going to be a runoff because they didn't. The, the polling didn't show that the front runner had fifty percent anyway. What they okay, showed but, but, was that the set, the number two candidate would have a much lower vote count. Okay. Okay. But so he still, did a lot better than expected, but they still expected it to go to a runoff. They still pr- expected it to go to a runoff. Yeah. Okay, they just expected okay. the victory margin to be like about the, the polls had uh, Lula, who was the ex president who was in jail for a couple of years for one of, one of the biggest embezzlement, I mean, graft it, it, bribery scandals ever in the history of the world. Mm. And and I'm not exaggerating by saying that. At least the one that's been uncovered. I'm sure that maybe Russia could top it if you could really peel the uh, 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 peel that. But they would be second for sure. Okay. Um. Uh. But the 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 so it's going to a second round. And the one thing is that your two choices are truly awful. <laughs> right. They're truly awful. On the one hand, you've got a candidate that, yes, when he was president, living standards of Brazilians did go up a lot. He did uh, do a lot of income redistribution. Uh, You're talking about Lula. Lula, yeah. Um, You know, uh, he did a lot of that, and he's polished his message, you know, using a lot of external consultants, including, I know for a fact, there was James Carville, because I bumped into James Carville as he was departing brazil once uh after finishing having like advised them like one time right james carville's quite loud so it was kind of difficult not to notice that you know it was james carville um and so uh but at the same time two massive uh, uh, uh scandals involving billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars of stolen money and bribes involving both preter Petrobras, which is uh, uh, the 
the oil company that is is publicly traded, uh, but is mostly you know the largest investor is the is Brazil, the state of Brazil. Um, I mean, by state, by the country, uh, it, it owns the majority of it. And the other one involving Odebrecht. Odebrecht is uh, one of the largest multinational construction companies in the world. And there were two massive graft bribery scandals involved with both of them. They're very heavily documented, involving billions and billions of dollars, and many that were tracked directly to Lula, the, the, the president, and everyone in his party. And he had been convicted of this and sent to jail. And he had been in jail for two years. Somehow, right. some way, the appeals got to the Supreme Court and somehow his conviction got vacated. I still don't understand how the hell it got vacated, but it got vacated. And that's how he wound up running again for president. And, you know, then you've got Bolsonaro, who is basically just a Brazilian version of Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, except he he was a ex-general. Um, but, you know, another blusterfuck, you know, whatever, just just another one of these clowns. And he uses and copies a lot of the same shit that uh, uh, that Trump does in terms of like, you know, insulting groups and like, you know, Twitter and shit and whatever. And just I, I don't know the, the you, you know, the, this crap, whatever he gets into fights with people in public and yells epithets at them and, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, says that, the, you know, if I don't win, then it's just that the election's stolen, you know, the, 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 all this shit. Right. Um, and those are your two fucking choices for president. And the reason why he's doing poorly in the polls is because he came in and the Lula had lost, had, had passed on after, you know, his terms were up. Somebody from his party, uh, Dilma, uh, Rousseff, right? Yes. She was president of Brazil afterwards. And during that time, they had the Olympics in Brazil and they had the World Cup and Brazil's economy tanked. Okay badly okay after that and they they've they've mm-hmm. been struggling to recover after that after having about 15 20 years about close to 20 years of an, of of great growth and you know their party got voted out with a combination of the corruption scandals and the economy tanking um and bolsonaro came to power and he promised to revive the economy well he has done jack i mean the economy is still it's just it's just skating sideways or whatever but True growth. So uh, now you, you wait, I, I, wait a second. Just, just pause a second. Yeah. Because you'd said you were going to talk about politics in yeah, yeah, general. And I sort of got you like all deep no, 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 into no. Well, I'll give it the Brazil. background that this was the discussion we, we started talking about. Okay. And the okay. one thing that, that they're talking about the two different candidates and somebody was asking whether I was for one or the other. And because a lot of people uh, and, and they the person didn't understand what I found offensive about. Bolsonaro. And I said, listen, here's a problem. The problem is that leadership matters, that being presidential matters. That, you know what, when you got a person that goes and insult gays and incites violence against minorities, that that permeates through society. And that makes society a lot more violent. And that makes people feel empowered to be violent like that. And I noticed that I had the same conversation with somebody a week before about the same problem about about Trump, that mm-hmm. they they actually said, 
uh, you know, because they're, they're probably conservative in some of the positions. So they they're, they're, they did not understand the corrosive effects that that messaging has because they're a person that don't believe it. Okay, they're, they don't agree with the messaging, but they're like, ah, but so what does it matter? I'm like, what does it matter? Because you're not seeing the corrosive effect that it has on society. You're not seeing how that's creating violence against people. You're not seeing how that's dividing people and how that's creating a society where, man, it's it's hard for a lot of minority groups to live in peace when everything about them is being attacked. When it's, you know, people now just can go out and just uh, feel emboldened to just be racist. You know? Um, yeah, and I and I noticed that they really didn't understand that. But they did. We've really- talked about this in the U.S. context like a billion times about how Donald Trump basically told this whole group of people who previously had all these toxic opinions, but kept quiet about it because they knew it was unacceptable. Right. And suddenly, it's like, oh, we're free. Yes, we can be. We can be as racist as we want. Yeah, as, as, as you know, as as what you call it, uh, racist, anti-Semitic, homophobic, anti-Semites, whatever. Yeah, we could do everything that we want, and and you know the answer that the person, well, all these people are weak-minded, and I said, you know what? Yes, there is that problem, and that's why leadership matters. But I noticed that I had several conversations with people over the last few weeks where I noticed that just people don't get it. A lot of people don't get it. They're not understanding how society is turning more in civil in general. Combined with the pet, you, you add the pandemic effect that, it, and and then you add all of this, all, all of this coming from leadership. How they're showing, like a governor like DeSantis shows up to a, a school meeting and treats kids like shit in front of live cameras. You know, and what effect mm-hmm. that has on society. It, 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 that kind of repeated examples and how that is that that's impactful um and people don't they don't get it they don't make the correlation uh it's not obvious to them and that you know 20 years ago we talked about uh howard dean got booted out of the primaries because he got too excited yep yep at a rally I mean, how we talked about being presidential so important, and how people all of a sudden are like, "Ah, who cares?" I mean, we, 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 we I mean, he lost a fucking primary over a yell. Yeah, I, I, he, I he mean, wasn't in the lead when that happened, but he had some momentum. He had momentum. So, yeah. <laughs> but people all thought all of a sudden stop voting for him because look at this lunatic. Right. All he did was just say, we're going to go everywhere and win. Yeah. That's it. And, and meanwhile, meanwhile, compare like, you know, we're, we're going to talk election 2022 in a few minutes. We got Herschel Walker. Yes. We got the entire Trump presidency. Right. We've got like, you talk, had some DeSantis examples. You've got like Congress people like Boebert and Gates and, you know, all this all stuff. All these that, people. I mean, I like, damn it. The thing is that, you know what? I fucking really liked Howard Dean, damn it. 
And I think that he probably, if he would have been the candidate instead of, because let's face it, John Kerry wasn't that charismatic. And I like John Kerry. I love John Kerry. Okay. You know, but he wasn't, you know, he didn't have that pizzazz. I thought, man, Howard Dean gets on there, that ticket, we can win this fucking thing. You know? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> threw him out because he fucking got too excited at a campaign rally. I mean, and now we got this shit going on. It, and your overall point is like, f- forget policy differences for a second. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's basically, you could have the same set of policies and, and, but the difference in presentation and how you treat people and everything else like this it forms, like you said, it, it's an example and whoever's in charge. I mean, you say this about companies too, right? The personality yeah. of whoever's in charge of the company percolates down to every level. Oh, absolutely. A hundred percent. And that and, was the example just, that I was bringing to this person. You don't understand that, you know, it, it, how executives behave really percolates down to the employees and how they treat each other as well. Mm-hmm. And and you have that same sort of thing in, in the leadership class of a country. And it, you know, yes, you've got the president, but you've also got all of these other levels as well. You've got senators and Congress people and governors and whatever, and it all contributes to the overall discourse zeitgeist, I guess. Uh, but, and, and you do see, and flipping back to the American example for a little while, you, you've seen one party wholeheartedly embrace hate, like, well, be, being public assholes. Yes, being public assholes. They they gain. It is a plus. It is a net positive. Like if you are a Republican and you are running for office, the more of an asshole you are, the better you do. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. The, the ones who are, you know, who who maintain some semblance of like, let's be good to each other and let's be kind and blah, blah, blah. They're a bunch of rhinos. Let's worry about a country. Let's worry about the country, not the party. <laughs> Losers. Exactly. And me- meanwhile, I mean... The, the the Democrats, I mean, well, Democrats forever have had the rap of like, you know, um, what's the uh, crying liberals or whatever, right. you know, the uh, what's the right term for that? I'm what not am I sure missing? what that uh, bleeding heart, liberal. bleeding heart, oh, yeah. liberal. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because, oh, my God, they care about people. Yep. Heaven forbid. What? <laughs> that's oh, fucking wrong. animals. <laughs> But but even like you said, like um, I mean, looking at previous Republican presidents before Trump, right? Like, let's let's do the Ronald Reagan and the two Bushes. Okay, disagree with them on tons and tons, tons. of stuff they did. Yeah, but they all did the the presidential act anyway. Yeah, in terms of. You know, leading with a certain level of respectability and, um, you know, being, I mean, you had George H.W. Bush doing the, um, uh, on, uh, you had George W. Bush 
doing the whole like after 9-11 don't blame the muslims they're all yeah. whatever blah, right. blah 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 you had you know ronald reagan doing his like bring the country together after the space shuttle blew up Hell, you know he, you immigration know. reform he did a Immigrat- amnesty yeah yeah i mean and the point is and again it's a tone thing you're right like i i can just hear people responding to what i'm saying with yeah but look at all the awful things those three presidents did and yeah of course they did but they still set a tone that was like hey this is the way you behave in public and and it involves even it involves respecting the people who disagree with you to a certain degree um, and you know, I, I say that, but at the same time, like over, after the last few years, I find it incredibly hard to respect these MAGA people. You know, I, I'm sorry. I just, I I've said it before, like yeah. at a certain point, I realized they don't live in the same moral universe as I do. And I, I, I I'm sorry. <laughs> Look, let me put it to you this way. I think the difference between, say, say if George W. Bush, uh, we had the pandemic, say that at some point we diverged on something related to masks. He would not would Mm -hmm. walked into a room with a whole bunch of uh, teenage students wearing masks and berated them and treated them like shit in public. Right. Okay. He would have disagreed, but he wasn't going to treat them like that you know, in such a disrespectful way. And that I think is the difference. And, and you're saying, well, why does that matter? It matters a lot. It matters a lot because you're never going to be, listen, you're never going to agree with on everything with everybody about anything ever, not your wife, not your kids, not your parents, you know, not your friends, not at work ever. And so if you don't know how to do that in some kind of a agreeable way, and if the example that you get is that you go and you treat people like that, you make society be very miserable. And and I've seen examples how just our overall daily interactions have just been made far more miserable because of this shit. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so that was my observation related to. Starting with the Dominican Republic, then a, then a detour into Brazil, and then back to, back to America. The importance of back to the importance of uh, behaving presidentially. Yes, whatever that means. Yes, yes. Gravitas, gravitas. Yes, it's not. It's not only gravitas. It's it's also yeah. kindness. It's also displaying, you know, uh, empathy. Uh, you know, all those things. You know. You know. Empathies for idiots, Yvonne. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it seems. Apparently, I'm a very big idiot. Well, and and, yeah. Well, and we've talked before, like there, one of the things that the last few years has revealed to me is there really is a big difference in how much empathy people have, you know, for people who aren't in their immediate close circle of friends and family. Oh God! Like no. you know, there's so many people out there who honestly, the, the well, answer. I mean, I'm is, sorry, but wait, wait. In close circle of family. I mean, you know, we're we're talking about maybe later about Herschel Walker. Oh, look at the empathy. Not He's even. Getting, yeah, come on, give me a fucking break. 
Right. But, but I mean, even with, even aside from that, I mean, there's so many people who seem to respond to like, oh, look, that horrible thing is happening over there with, why should I care? That doesn't affect me. Right. Yeah. That's something I keep hearing over and over from people. Why should I care? Yeah. Why should I care? Why should it's I? It's not me. It's not me. Why should I care? Fuck them. And then suddenly, like when it affects them directly or someone they love, then they're like, oh, now this matters. Oh, of course. Of course. So, okay. Shall we take, shall we take a break and then come back and do election 2022? Sure. Okay. Back after this. You're supposed to say do, do, do. Do, do, do. Alex Amzilla. Alex Amzilla is awesome. Its videos are fun. And today, once again, we have one of our most loyal subscribers here to tell you how awesome Alex Amzilla is. I'd say on a rate from 1 to 10, Alex Amzilla is awesome at... I don't know, 37, 82. He's pretty radical. His videos are phenomenal. They're full of creativity. And they're, and they're so funny and exciting to watch. Wow, what happened to your voice then, Amy? Was that dad pretending to be you because the audio was distorted when it really wasn't because I told him to? Yes! Good job on remembering, dad. Do, do, do. Okay, we are back. And I do want to talk about some of like polling and stuff like that first. But since we were talking about it, I guess we should start with Herschel Walker. Herschel. Do you know why what? Herschel Walker is famous? I'm gonna... Well, I, I know it's some sort of football thing. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But why was he famous? Why was he famous in football? Do you have any idea? He was a good player? He was a good player, but one thing that happened was that there was a there was a massive deal that was considered one of the biggest trades in football in which he was involved when he played at the Dallas Cowboys. And so he, the the main reason why he became wa- famous wasn't even for his play on the field was because of a massive trade involving him. So yes, he was a good player, but it's just kind of weird that that's what made him famous. Like it was a lot of money involved. There was a lot of like, uh, yeah, it, it was money and well picks. So you get these, you know, you get to be able to pick players from the college football every year when they come out. Okay, yeah. And there's only a limited number of slots. And so they're called draft picks. And so he was he was traded for what was at the time one of the biggest about ever that anybody had like given a, a, up of draft picks for. For a player ever, and so it, 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 and so that's what actually probably has made him a, a household name more than anything um, was that trade. So it's just kind of weird that it wasn't his play. He never won like a championship or anything. It was just hmm, that okay. transaction. So, so, so in any case, like we have been taught. I mean, whenever we've mentioned this guy before, uh, we've already talked about how like he. He appears to be incredibly dumb, just to start with. Um, He has been having, you know, you you listen to interviews and stuff with him, and it's like, 
it's hard to even understand what he's saying because his sentences don't come together quite right and stuff like that. But then this last week, or it's like every day there's been a new thing related. Oh, and by the way, even before today, there was like a whole thing about like, he's all big about like, um, how fathers should be present in their kids' lives yes. and stuff like that. And, and then it turns out he's got like... And he's anti-abortion. Who knows how... And he's very anti-abortion, but it turns out he's got all kinds of like mystery kids. I guess they've identified like four or yeah. something so far that he didn't acknowledge at the beginning. Um, and who knows, there might be more. Uh, but, you know, and he denied having any and then they confronted him with evidence and then it's like, oh, well, I guess those, those do exist, right? Um <laughs> And, uh, but then this week it turns out there was a report that from a woman that he paid for, uh, an An abortion abortion. for her because he had impregnated her and you know, whatever. And he's like, I know nothing about that. There's no such thing that doesn't exist. I don't know who this is. They're making it up, blah, blah, blah. Then like a day later, it turns out, well, she also had a child with him, (laughs) the same woman. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and he's still sort of like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know. It's all, it's all a lie. I, I, and then it sort of morphed into, well, I didn't know about this. Um, then it turns out that just a couple hours before we started recording this podcast, it turns out that Herschel Walker's current wife was texting back and forth with the woman who claimed the abortion and there surfaced a whole bunch of texts between Herschel Walker and the kid that did result from that. So apparently he does know this woman, but couldn't identify. Yeah. Maybe it's like, well, he's I guess he's now trying to claim, you know, okay, I had a relationship with this woman and obviously, you know, there was, there were, there were child support, legal cases and he met the kid a few times and things like that. So he apparently knew about the kid, but I guess he's claiming now he didn't know about the abortion, but she had like receipts. receipts. She had receipts and a check from him and a, a, a get well card from him. And meanwhile, like his, his son that he does acknowledge, uh, you know, got fed up with all this and posted a bunch of videos about how he's an abusive liar and blah, blah, blah. And this, by the way, his son is like a MAGA head too, yeah. you know, but, but he's still going on about this, uh, you know, stop lying about me. Like we, we were all going to be quiet and say nothing, but you keep lying about us. Well, I didn't get because apparent, apparently that, he was all. I, I didn't get from the videos that the kid was a MAGA head. Uh, oh, he is. He I, he is a well-known social influencer, uh, MAGA vaccine conspiracy theories, the okay. whole freaking thing. Okay. Um, but and and, and very you know, uh, and he was sort of quietly. Yeah, he he did he posted a couple of videos a year ago supporting his dad's campaign and things like that. Um, but. Uh, but yeah, but there are allegations that, you know, he, he was physically violent to his, his older son, Christian and his mother and stuff like that too. So there's all kinds of allegations going back and forth here. And over the last week, we've heard more and more and more freaking details of that stuff. And it's like every day there's more. 
it's like it's a it's a shitstorm of bad news. I mean that that he has gotten. It, it's just not it's not a small amount of it. And uh, I I just always find it just amazing that you know you mentioned I I had I saw the video from his kid basically you know going out and talk you know or has, has there been just one kid talking speaking out because I saw the video from this one kid. Yo. Yeah, the, uh, Chris, Christian, the one who's like in his 20s, is the one who's been most public. The The news reports uh, for tonight include some texts from one of the unacknowledged kids uh, who's, who's clearly still a minor, uh, but he's not speaking out. It's just some of his texts were disclosed. Okay. Well, the thing is, you know, bottom line is just I... I I'm still shocked when you tell me that this 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 kid is a MAGA head and even still doesn't see after living himself through the bullshit of the lies still doesn't understand what he's signing up for because this is this is it right this is the way this works I mean this is this is what they do this is the Lies and bargains that they put up where they spread all this hate and lies and it's all a fraud. And, you know, hey, let me still continue to be a bag ahead because a lot of them still doing it, even though they see this shit. They're well, living. Yeah. I, I just well, didn't well, say. Well, they they separate all this stuff, right? I mean, um, what was... Uh, hold on, let me get the get the right reference here of who this was. Here we go. Yep. Um, this was Dana Loish. Is that how you say her name? Ah, uh, yeah, that like fucking. I, I was gonna use the. I, I I I know what you were gonna use. We all know what you were gonna use. Any, anyway, yo, know, she went on a rant on her show. Um. And it went on for a couple minutes, but the, the key line that everybody quoted was, I don't care if Herschel Walker paid to abort endangered baby eagles. I want control of the Senate. Yep. And what you've heard is lots of people express views like that, that basically say, hey, no one's perfect, but <laughs> he's going to vote Republican. You know, and he's he's going to ensure Republicans keep control of the Senate if he wins or, or get control of the Senate or whatever. And that's all that matters is that whatever is going on with his life, he's going to vote with the Republicans. So who cares about anything else, anything else at all? And on the one hand, I'm like, oh, look how craven and that is at a certain point. Don't you have to dump somebody? And that brings to mind what you said about Brazil, right? If the two horrible candidates, right? Right. And could I imagine, and a lot of people in 2016 and 2020, but especially 2016, actually really, really felt that way. Like two horrible people. They're both bad. I don't even want to pick, but if I have to, I'm going to go with this one. Right. Um, and the thing is, and I try to imagine, right, if the if the situation was reversed, you know, we're talking 50-50 in the Senate, every single case matters. 
if the Democrat here in this race turned out to be an absolute scumbag in other ways. Well, I put Democrat- it this way. I, I never would have, we never would have won the primary. Okay. I think you're right. <laughs> never would have won the but primary. You found out later. Look, if the other person, because if you're in that situation, like um, imagine, like we've had a few people do this beforehand. Now I know, I know, but like just imagine. This case, okay, but let's be clear. In this case, that's not the case. They do this all the way through the whole fucking, you know, getting to this damn nomination that this guy was a fraud and a liar. And dumb, and yes. all th- of there were accusations known. about women and all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, but but again, I'm coming to the point of like, if we imagine that it all comes down to the race, and we we had, you know, the the Democrat and let, let's imagine who the this- other candidate is. Okay, let me put it to you this way: if it was an election where I got on one side. Mitt Romney, and I got Herschel Walker as a Democrat, as much as I disagree with Mitt Romney, I'm fucking voting for Mitt Romney. E- even if you knew yes, that would give the, because give the I Senate cannot, to the I, I can, Because I could not, I, I mean, I know, as much as I disagree with Mitt Romney, that he isn't this. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I know. I, I'm just saying. I mean, now, I, if you're going to tell I, me that on the other side, what we've got is Herschel Walker, and on the other side, I got Matt Getz, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ, what the hell? You know, I got the pedophile or the, you know, or the, you know, the the abusive dad. But once you get Liar in that situation, I, do, you, do you just say, wh- which one of them is going to go with the party that I otherwise like? If they're both like that, but here's the re- but in the case of Georgia, that's not the case. I mean, I'm sorry, but, you know, Warnock is a decent human being. And this guy's a scumbag. Yeah, but he's going to vote with those damn I don't Democrats. Care. <laughs> I can't I know do what you're this. If the other guy's a fucking decent human being, I mean, I'm sorry. I cannot in good conscience vote for such a vile man. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, the the thing came up with Hunter Biden this week as well. And and I think it's related. Yeah. You know, there, there were new reports of investigators in the justice department thinking they had enough evidence uh, to potentially charge him with a number of uh, crimes related to tax fraud and something like lying on a gun form or something. Um, Now, some of the subsequent reports pointed out that, Hey, look, this is like saying the FBI agent wants to indict him. The prosecutor hasn't said anything yet. They they may or may well, not have enough evidence. Agent thinks that they found it, you know, has evidence of a yeah. crime, and they yes. they need yeah. to figure out if the if it's if it's you know uh, good enough to take the trial. Right, but here's here's the thing with the Hunter Biden thing. Uh, let assume for the moment, you know, that really they do have an indictable crime, and this go, you know we've talked about Hunter Biden for years now, right? And whenever you and I talk about it, Yvonne. 
we say throw the book at Hunter Biden. If, if, if he committed, yeah, exactly. It's like Hunter Biden. Here, Hunter Biden seems to be like not a great guy no. in all kinds of different ways. And if he committed crimes, throw the fucking book, book at, at him. And and, and this is something. And this is something that, especially the MAGA breed of Republicans, seems to just be incomprehensible to them. That like the that the first reaction isn't just rally around your guy and defend him and blah blah blah. And look, there I've I have seen some people on the internet immediately go to this is just bullshit again. It's they don't really have anything. Blah blah blah. And maybe they don't. Maybe they. But my reaction and a lot of people. Is like if he did it, then then go after him. Yes, of course, go after him, and and it would be wrong for Biden to intervene in any way. It would right. be wrong for him to pardon his son. It would be wrong for him to tell the Justice Department not to look into him or not to indict him. He should not be involved at all. And from everything we see, he's not. And if if that changes, like if it's revealed at some point that the only reason they didn't indict was that Biden exerted pressure, then I'd be like, fuck it. That's Biden should resign if he did. Yeah. You know, or, or hell impeach him. Roger Clinton go to jail or something. I, I don't know. Like there, there's a history of presidents with questionable relatives. Yeah. Brothers, sons, daughters, whatever. I got questionable relatives. I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, come on, give me a fucking break. Exactly. But the point is like the typical democratic reaction when a Democrat is found to have been doing bad things is to throw them under the fucking bus. Well, you know, well, well, not throw them under the bus. I mean, because throwing under the bus means that you're, you're, you're like trying to get somebody to yeah, like for something that you did. Yeah. So you're, okay. It, fine. It, it, you're, it, you're right. Maybe it, the wrong term. It, it, it's and they're like, it, it's more to like, look, if they committed, if they committed a crime, they need to be held accounted for like everybody else. Period. And, and, and look, I will admit there are a few, exceptions like uh, uh, on the curmudgeons corner slack yvonne and i and a couple other folks rehashed some of like the clinton impeachment and what went on there and you could argue that the right thing is clinton should have resigned blah 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 but the democrats did rally around him uh and defend him in that situation and maybe they shouldn't have right but uh certainly more recently it seems like you know when democrats have been found to be acting up Many times they're just, you know, they're gone, you know, or at least they lose support. I mean, Al Franken is an example, right. you know, great example. He, he, he had some, uh, accusations of some inappropriate behavior with right. women yep. that, um, and, 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 you know, it only took a few weeks and he was out of there, Yeah, you know, and there've been some conversations later about maybe we were a little harsh on Al Franken. Maybe it's arguable, but in any case, the, the point was he was out of there. Yep. He was out of there over and over and over again. You see these kinds of things. Whereas on the Republican side, it seems to be almost no matter what they fucking do. It's like, well, we're going to rally around them. We're going to defend them. Like you said, we got, we, we, we have like what, how many speakers of the house on the Republican side? Oh ended my up being God. Yes. Peter files. <laughs> Well, not, I, I guess we had Hastert, 
Um, we've we had um, the other guy, the, the other guy that went to jail. Uh, the oh Foley. Foley. What did, was it? Also, that kind of thing. Foley too. Uh, what was like the Foley scandal? Uh, and, and it might have been something else. We we had Newt Gingrich and how he yeah. treated his wives. We had. Um, you know, and currently we've got Jim Jordan who was involved in like looking the other way while kids were getting abused. Uh, we've got, you mentioned Gates, you, uh, let's not even go for Trump. Right. I mean, like I, I saw, um, uh, early, earlier today, um, what was it? Hold on, let me get the right reference. Oh no, it's not Foley. No, no, no. It's not Foley. No, no. Jesus. Sorry. I just disparaged Foley, no, it's not the wrong guy. It's Mark Foley. Well, yeah, it, it, Mark Foley was a GOP congressman, but not, not, not the Senate leader. Okay, Tom Foley. Let's not get them confused. Sorry, Tom. Rest in peace. Um, it, it, Mark Foley uh, scandal was broken late September 2006. Centers on soliciting emails and sexually suggestive instant messages sent by Mark Foley, a Republican congressman of Florida, to teenage boys. Yes. Yeah, so, yes. So, so yes, he, they, they were both pedophiles. Yes. Hastert and Mark Foley. Beautiful. And we had that, um, the, the, the senator from uh, somewhere in the South had the same kind of issues over and over and over again. Um, and let me find this other thing I was looking for. Hold on. Okay. I, and like, like I said, and you don't even talk about Donald Trump. I, there was a series we've talked about this however many times, but the citizens for ethics organization that's on Twitter as crew crew. Yeah. Crew 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 crew. Anyway, oh, cool. uh, post posted a list of crimes that Donald Trump has been credibly accused of since he started running for office. So not even including the things from his past, <laughs> right? And and credibly accused, by the way, does not necessarily mean there's enough evidence that a prosecutor would actually go after it and so think they could win. We've cetera, got blah, enough blah, information blah. to convict that, uh, to, to com- that should show you that it's highly likely that he did this criminal act. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean you could get a conviction or a prosecutor would go after it or all the evidence is like beyond a reasonable doubt, but credibly accused. And they came up with a list of 55, you know, mostly federal crimes, some state crimes as well. And it's like, and no one gives a shit. Well, no, not uh, that no one gives a shit. Nobody no, in the GOP gives a shit. No one in the GOP apparently gives a shit. And it and it's just because it's all this sort of transactional, like, if you give us the votes to get our Supreme Court justices, to get our tax cuts, to do a XYZ, then it doesn't freaking matter who's sitting in that seat. You don't care how unethical or, you know, or vile. And I guess we've just continued be. your point about yeah. from the but first, but yeah. <sighs> Okay. So anyway, because the thing is, and, and this is uh, the but, natural. But my point is that there are. But my point about what I said at the beginning is, I'm not just talking about the GOP. I'm talking about more other yeah. people that maybe don't agree with their agenda, but don't understand the corrosiveness of that. Is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. And so the thing is, with all of this stuff, and transitioning, doing the the. The segue, segue into 
Segway. Well, not the, not well, the not scooter the, thing. Not the scooter thing, because the guy that invented it got himself killed using one of them. Yes, he did. Um, but anyway, um, s- switching to the topic of polls and how the Democrats and Republicans are doing in general, uh, starting off on this Herschel Walker thing, Warnock is ahead in yep. that race, yep. but not by very much. <laughs> You know, well, it's and not like a last, just not like a 10 point. Yeah, it, it did. Yeah, no, be, like this should be he should be walking away with it. And it's yes, clearly like should. a five point race. Well, after these last few days of revelations, the gap has moved to three point nine percent. Before that, it was only two, you know, and and here well, I've seen some with here, a bigger gap. But OK, but no, I, no, I, no, no. I am talking poll average, averages poll because. Average. You know, any individual poll is not to be trusted ever. Yes, there are one. There was one showing as high as Warnock up by 12. Okay. Right. But if you look at the average right now, including a handful of polls from after this last set of revelations, we're talking 4%. Now, maybe it'll increase further based on more of these revelations coming out and things like that. I don't know. Uh, I hope so. I hope even if the diehards are like, I don't give a shit, the people on the margins, my God, they have to be influenced by this stuff, right? Please. The, well, at I least think, the people. Listen, I, what I've seen also is that, it, that this also has a negative effect on turnout. Because mm. how. Yeah, it, you're not necessarily changing get, people's mind, but at least people's this question about it. like the decision, you know, like the decision in. In Brazil for president. You know, how could you be motivated to go voting when both candidates are? One is a a racist, homophobic, you know, wannabe Trump. And the other guy is a proven massive crook. Mm. I mean, it's just for the love of God. You know, I, I was having the discussion the other day about this, like, Somebody equating to Brazil, or we're talking about Argentina election or whatever, and I said, no, I'm sorry, no. You see, because I don't care what the hell you say about Biden. Biden was not a crook, has never been a crook. And, you know, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that, you know, I can't say that he's never done anything wrong, mm-hmm. you know, but the man when he was his last year as vice president basically had a net worth lower than mine. Hmm. I mean, what the hell else you want to know? Not exactly a man that was going out there and enriching himself in office. Well, and and remember, he got a loan from Obama to help pay for First, his son's, son's cancer, cancer treatment. treatments. He was about to sell his home. He was going to mortgage his home to the hilt in order to do that. Yes. Yeah. And and Obama said, "No, no, you're not doing this. I'm paying for. I'm I'm sorry." I'm paying for the fucking treatment. And so, yeah. yeah. So anyway. People, no, it's just that I got upset. Somebody went, like, was trying to compare them, like, in terms of, no, they're all crooks. No, 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 they're not. No, they're not. No. Right. Don't give me the now, shit. To be clear, there are lots of crooks in politics. Oh, In yes. both parties. In both but, parties. But Biden but it is, is not absolutely. It is absolutely not true to just paint the broad brush and say they're all in it for themselves. It's just not true. I mean, yeah. 
A bunch of them, sure. And by the way, speaking of being presidential, there was a picture that was going viral this week. Um, look, let me give DeSantis at least a little bit of credit this week, where he actually, seeing the destruction in the Florida West Coast, you know, put aside a lot of that bullshit to, mm-hmm. to welcome Joe Biden down here. And it actually said some good things about the president. Okay, I have to credit that in order to comfort people and to to be. And there, there was a picture going viral around that. I'm not sure. I, I I don't know if this has caught a bad. I mean, I don't know if it was taken out of context in some way. But the truth is that Ron DeSantis, you know, people, he's not not a, a happy go lucky smiling guy who is like right. you know hugging people and like feeling friendly. And there was this picture where. Biden was trying to make some people that, you know, victims in a hurricane make them feel better. And he was hugging this lady that was there. She was like elated to be with him. But he was talking to this guy who had a T-shirt that actually said Florida Cracker. You know, uh, yep, yep, that I was, saw, I know that was hilarious. Picture. And, you know, DeSantis was walking, uh, you know, across the other side. Honestly, with the scowl that I see from him on a regular basis. And I, I, the thing is that I would I, I never would you see DeSantis comforting people in that way. He would do what I said that he did, like at that school, where he would go in and maybe make people feel like shit. Right. Yeah. Uh, Biden also went to Puerto Rico uh, this week, and also uh, I can uh, safely report that no paper towels were harmed during his p- visit to Puerto Rico. <laughs> uh, and uh, he was very um, well-versed on things that Puerto Rico needed. Um, he has made significant changes of what happened with previous hurricane aid. Uh, they approved certain aid that was targeted specific things that Knowing how I know the island were very well targeted uh, in terms of helping. And I am really hoping that this time, now, uh, Puerto Rico really starts recovering from basically from the last hurricane now. Because basically that recovery had been like so haphazard. But but anyway, go back to the point. The point is Biden could go and like make these people. Yes. That Biden could go and make these people give them comfort, you know, and make them, you know, at least, you know, be empathetic. And you got DeSantis. I, but, but let me say again, to his credit, DeSantis was actually not, not his usual asshole itself. Right. Let me get back to polls. Polling. Because, uh, yeah, uh, you know, one of the things is, you know, we've been tracking for a long time, uh, generic ballot, um, and the 538 and economist forecasts for, you know, the house and Senate for what is it now? Five weeks, less than five. It's, it's very soon. It's very soon. Um, and what it, and for the longest time, it was like, Democrats are improving. Democrats are improving. Democrats are improving. Democrats are, are improving. It seems like in the last couple of weeks that is stalled out and the gap has started to close again with um, the Republicans doing better and the Democrats doing a little bit worse. 
Um, and so I wanted to talk a little bit, first of all, like the, the best, um, that de- in the generic ballot, the best that the Democrats got was about up by 2%. And on people it. have talked for, yeah, on, on the, I, that's the 538 yeah, average. Yeah. Um, the, and it, it actually like about, yeah, anyway, uh, the best they did was about 2% up. And here's the thing. People have talked for a long time that based on the geographic structure of the house right now, in order to be sort of 50, 50 for winning, the Democrats actually have to be up by like 4%, like being up by two, they're still the underdogs (laughs) because of how it's structured. Um, and on the one hand, uh, I I'm like, yeah, but we've saw we saw these few special elections where the Democrats did better than their polling, et cetera, et cetera. But I also look at this and you know, and I, I've been doing some some of my election graphs prep for 2024, not as much as I'd hoped to by this point, but whatever. Shame. Uh, but I, 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 I was, I was looking at yes. I was looking at the last four presidential cycles and I know the off years are different and I don't look at off years, but other people have, and we still have had like the last few cycles. And I know 2018 was different, but generally speaking, polls have underestimated the Republicans. Okay. Now maybe they will this time. Maybe they won't, but generally speaking, most of the time, Polls have been missing Republican voters. And so the way I've started to think about this, and I know this is the difference between sort of pessimistic and optimistic and whatever, um, I I gravitate towards the pessimistic with the notion that, hey, if it turns out better, I will be pleasantly surprised and I'll be happy, uh, as opposed to if I take the optimistic take and I end up being disappointed, right? (laughs) But the... I I kind of am when I start looking at these Senate polls, governor polls, whatever, um, I'm I'm kind of taking the mindset that if if they're if the Democrats aren't leading by three or four percent, I'm just gonna assume the Republicans are winning. Like if if the if the Democrats, if it's like one of these plus or minus one. I'm like, yeah, the Republicans are going to take that. I think here's you one know. thing about uh, about this uh, in the House specifically. Yeah, in the presidential year, Democrats underperformed in the House, but, but in, in the, the 2018, 2018, they well overperformed the polls. Yep, yep. And you know, there is a significant, you know. When you talked about the special elections that have happened recently, where Democrats have been repeatedly over, you know, overperforming, they, the, they beat expectations by a significant by a significant margin. margin. I think that I still think that yeah. I mean, the money should be saying that the the Republicans are are favored, but I am not automatically assuming right now that this thing that. Uh, as has happened in other cycles that the Republican voters are under uh, undercounted is, is also valid right now because of what happened in 2018 and what's happened ever since the, the, the Supreme court came down with the decision and the special elections that have come after, which have shown the total opposite. 
Um, so, so, so j- 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 just real quick, um, right now, housewise, 538 gives uh, the Democrats a 29% uh, chance of winning, which is down from a high of 32% a couple weeks ago. Um, the Economist, who has another great model here, uh, is at 34%, which is only slightly down from their max of 35% on the House. Right. And we can talk about the Senate in yeah. a second, but finish up on the House. You, 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 you think that between the Roe versus Wade stuff, yeah. the um, the 2018 results, whatever, that the polls, if anything, are maybe missing Democratic support. I, I think so. I, I think that there is a case to be made in, in this right now that that is the case uh, on the House side. So, but but look, the whole thing about it is, like you said, the generic ballot is a point up. You know, uh, you know, it, it's a small margin right now. The margin of error on that thing is and, plus and, minus and, what? Plus minus four. Uh, at least it's, exactly. it's huge. So, ba- basically, the bottom line is if you if you really look at just the generic ballot, they're they've they're within margin of error and they've been within margin of error the whole fucking time. So it's it's basically right now because we're within margin of error and we've had so many factors, uh, you know, in in you know, in play right now. It should not surprise anybody if the Democrats keep the House. It should also not surprise anybody if the Republicans take the House. Yeah. That's yeah. basically uh, that's basically it. Um now that's where we are yeah. right now. I, I think I, I think you're absolutely right. In both cases, this and we'll talk about the Senate in a second. There but uh, first on on the House. Yeah, I mean, even let's accept these odds as they are, you know. 2970 or approximately 3070. Mm-hmm. Economists gives the Democrats a little bit more, but you know, roughly a third. Yeah. A third chance the Democrats will take it. This is it's not quite just a coin toss. The Republicans are favored, but you're absolutely right. The right way to put it is you should not be surprised by any outcome. Yep. Yep. You know, at least in terms of who controls what. Um, you know. It, it, it's going to be close. Yeah. And I, I, and for, for the Senate, um, you know, for the Senate, 538 gives, it, it's almost exactly the reverse. Completely flipped. It's, yep. It, it's completely flipped. A one third chance for the Republicans, two thirds chance for the Democrats. And, uh, and again, the economist gives, economist gives the Democrats 80, 20. Now, now the difference with the Senate polls. Yes. Is that is you have, actually have polls right. on the individual races? Exactly. Like there are some polls on individual house races, but very few on just and and they're they're internal polls too. But we don't necessarily know about those. Um, you know, and hell, I was surprised. Like you know, they're internal polls on my wife's race for you know state senate right like i i i I was thinking at this level they were just too expensive to be done but nope nope there are some i've seen them yeah there's Uh, just internal polling yeah yeah but they're internal polling but in terms of public polling at the house level it's too sparse to really say much of anything uh so they use other ways to estimate they start with the generic ballot but then add in whatever local factors but but for the senate we do have in the individual races. And and this is what this is where I was coming towards sort of saying, 
you know, th- this is where my like, if they're not up by 3%, I'm not going to say like, oh, yeah, the Dem- I-, I feel confident that the Democrats winning here. Like, so I'm, I'm looking at this right right now, like all, uh, 538 uh, has a little bar where they put all the closest Senate races. Right. And I'm like, Nevada, they have the Republicans up by 1%. I'm like, yep, Republicans are going to win that. That's currently a Democratic seat. The Democrats are losing one from that. North Carolina, Republicans up by one. Okay, they're keeping that. They, you know, Ohio, Democrat up by two. Eh, not good enough. The Republicans are going to fucking win that. You know, um, and they're going to keep that. Wisconsin, Republicans up by two. They're going to keep that. Uh, so Georgia then is the first one. It's like, okay, Georgia, Warnock's actually up by four. We talked about yep. all the Herschel Walker stuff. Okay, maybe he gets to keep that. Um, and by the way, just to say that so far, what uh, on all I've listed five so far, and it's a net gain for the Republicans of one. Okay, um, Florida. Well, you didn't go Republicans Pens- up Pennsylvania. By, yeah, Florida Republicans up by five. They'll keep that. Arizona Democrat up by six. They'll keep that. Then we get to Pennsylvania Democrats up by seven. Yep. I'm like, yes, they're going to keep that. And everything else beyond that's going to stay the same. So net zero, we stay at 50-50. At least if that happens, Democrats retain control, but just barely. And we're in the same fucking situation we've been in for the last two years. I mean, it's better than, you know, something else. But like, and, and again, I could be surprised, you know, if you are right and the polls are underestimating the Democrats, we could have the Democrats win Nevada, so they keep that. The get- Democrats win North Carolina, so that's up one. Democrats win Ohio, that's up two. Democrats win Wisconsin, that's up three. Um, Democrats win Georgia, even. Florida, even, because uh, Republicans stay. Arizona, Democrats win, stay. Then Pennsylvania. So we could have the, Repu- the best case scenario here. If we assume that the Democrats win anything that is better than Republican plus two or Republican plus three in the, uh, in the polls, then they are up by four and then, and we end up, uh, with 54 Democrats. So, you know, I, I don't know which way the polls are going to be wrong. Like I said, I sort of lean, you know, it, it, you know, for example, in Ohio, the polling average has, you know, I mean, 538 is like saying that it's favored for the for the Republican, but the polling average has the Democrat ahead. No, no, no. Ohio has the Democrat up. No, no, no. But, but, I, he, has, I was, but he has no, no, no. But but he has. Uh, it actually says Vance is favored to win Ohio Senate election in his. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm looking but, at the poll. Yeah, but the polling in average the, shows the, the polling average up. has the Democrat up by one point six percent. But you're right. If you go look at their model of who they predict to win, right? That's they are still predicting that the Republican will win, right? By they think they say he's got a seventy percent chance, seventy percent chance of winning. Yeah, seventy yeah, percent chance of winning, even though he's currently trail, even though he's currently trailing in the polls. That's right, um, because they just believe that there are enough underlying factors in Ohio that, in Ohio specifically, that two percent lead is a mirage, and that's sort of like what I was saying, right? Like right. my my pessimistic case is that. Democrat up by two means Republican wins. 
fucking explain to me what the hell the deal is because I don't get it. I don't fuck. You know, I I, 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 I don't get most of these Republicans. You know, I mean, I I, I can, but but there are some that I can understand. I mean, but 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 Ron Johnson, I mean, he's just an asshole. There are a lot of well, we talked about that. Like that's a benefit. But that's a, a blue. But that's a blue state. It, it, it's a it's a shading blue state. That's why I don't understand how the hell Ron Johnson can win this fuck state. I mean, they have a Democratic. They have one Democratic senator. How the fuck could they vote for Ron Johnson? Right. Oh, and and I we haven't we talked about this a little bit on the Commerce Corner Slack a little bit ago, but I want to mention this as well. Is Utah okay? Oh yeah, Utah, there, that's right. there isn't even a Democrat in the race. Right. Okay. The Democrats decided not to run somebody because Evan McMullen was running yep. as an independent. Yep. If you remember, he jumped in and ran uh, as an independent yep. in 2016 yeah. uh, in Utah to try to be a spoiler for Donald Trump uh, because he was an anti-Trump Republican. And it's a super tight race. And well, you know, again, this is one polling averages. He's down by seven. However, if you look at the individual polls recently, there are two polls that show Lee, the Republican, up by double digits. Right. But then every other poll besides that has it like a two point race, like a two or three point race. And not just that, but the but the thing is that the poll percentages like like some of the recent ones had McMullen 34 with Lee 37 meaning that there's a lot of people that are just like you know not picking yeah so there there's a there's a lot of undecideds out there um yeah so, and what's interesting about McMullen, if McMullen were to somehow pull this thing out, he has said he will not caucus with either party, which I understand, I, I, which, which I understand, but it could, could, depending on how all the other races go, uh, lead to some interesting situations, but, uh, uh, the, 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 the most interesting scenario would be, um, 50 Republicans, 49 Democrats, and McMullen. And like if it if it happened that way, then it's unclear like how and and if McMullen outright refuses to vote with either one of them in sort of organizational things for the Senate, it's unclear how that would even work. I mean, I'm sure they'd figure something out, but it's not like well defined. Um, and the, the whole tiebreaker from the vice president to go the democratic's way, way would only work on things they could get either McMullen or one Republican to break ranks. It would be a very, very weird situation if that's how it ended up. Oh, well. Okay. Um, I th- I think that's enough for that. Okay. 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 Um, I, I think, anyway, I think we barely got time for like. A one or two we're, we're still we're still way short for the show no 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 we got well yeah well we're, we're way short if we if we if we rant on for 30 minutes oh, on each of the next something uh, we, we, we're, we're, we're not gonna do that we're gonna be disciplined yvonne <laughs> disciplined you know i found my timer the other day <laughs> <laughs>
I forgot my, my timer is right here. We stopped. I saw the, I know I, I, I forgot about, I, I, at the other day I was cleaning, I was actually looking for my tax stuff. You know, I have to fucking like do my goddamn taxes. I hate fucking taxes. Mm. I, I, I went and I'm like, Oh look, there's a timer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, bottom line on the election 2022, I'm going to take the pessimistic route because I would rather be positively surprised than disappointed. Yvonne's going to take the optimistic route and be like, rah, rah, we're going to do this Democrats. Great. You're going to keep the Senate, keep the house. Rah, 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 rah. And I'm like, it's going to be a disaster. We're going to lose fucking everything. So we're done. We're out. (laughs) Okay, here comes our second break. And when we come back, we will do uh, uh, potpourri. Yvonne and I will each, we'll alternate and we'll each pick two things and then we'll be out. And so I guess uh, we want to target like what, like seven, eight minutes per thing, something like that to, to finish at a reasonable time. Anyway, we will be back after this. You're listening to this podcast. Do you like it? No! Do you want to support the show? No! Well, after you have subscribed to the show, followed us on Facebook, and told all your friends they should be listening to, what else can you do? I won't subscribe! You can help fund our Patreon at patreon.com slash curmudgeons corner. Patreon is a way you can throw us a few bucks a month to help out with the expenses of the show. You know, web hosting, equipment, a little bit of advertising to promote the show, and maybe every once in a while some much-needed sedatives for Yvonne. At different contribution levels, you can get a mention on the show, a Curmudgeon's Corner postcard, or even a Curmudgeon's Corner mug. Fun stuff! Not fun! In any case, the contributions help tell us that you enjoy and appreciate the show. I really, really hate Curmudgeon's Corner! Are we worth a buck a month? No! Five bucks a month? No! Or if you are nuts about us, maybe even more. One hundred billion! Billion dollars! Even though you don't have anywhere near a billion dollars! If we're worth anything to you at all, send it our way at patreon.com slash curmudgeons corner. Alex hates. Really, really hates. Curmudgeons corner! That's really mean, isn't it? But I hate curmudgeons corner. But I really do! Okay, we are back. And I was going to say, I did the first but first, so why don't you do the first one of these, Yvonne? But I wanted to say first... Uh, just uh, breaking news while we've been recording. There's well, news breaks. Ukraine, yeah, news breaks. We fix it exactly. Um, it, it, Ukraine appears to continue to be doing uh, militarily impressive things to the Russians, and the latest is it looks like they might uh, have you know destroyed a bridge in Crimea. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, although the yeah, there's conf- conflicting reports, some people say it was hit by a missile, by a missile, by a missile, some people, missile, <laughs> some, What's a missile, is that, a missile. Is, that, is that, is that a new secret weapon? Yes. Uh, some people think it was hit by a missile. Uh, the Russians are apparently saying that there was a accident with a railway car or something like that. So, so the railway uh, car but, fell out the window of a, of a tall building. 
but anyway, the bridge is on fire um, in in Crimea. Uh, so anyway, uh, moving on though, like uh, let, let's do this. Uh, let's let's target. I, I said like eight minutes each. Um, what's your first topic? Maybe ten, whatever. What's, Around there. What's my let's first go over topic? Uh, we could use those timers. I, I got the timer. You want to use the timer? We we could use the timer if you. Okay, okay so eight minutes. Here we right. go, Yvonne. Go. Okay, so um, okay, so Elon Musk turned around <laughs> and now said, "Okay, okay, okay, you got me. I'll I'll, I'll buy I'll buy Twitter." Okay. Yes. For the original price. Uh, for the original price. Um, and well, Twitter uh, it, it said, "Listen, just drop the lawsuit, and I'll close the deal." Yeah, that that's the important part. He didn't say, like, just I'll buy it. No, it was drop the lawsuit and I'll buy it. And they're like, uh, no, we won't. Um, and so, uh, and 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 the the reason is obvious because they're like, we don't believe you, right? Um, you know, he's just trying to avoid because they were trying to schedule this trial to start very soon. I mean, I was surprised with the speed that this was moving, that we were going to start trial like in the next couple of weeks. And um, I figured it would take a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've just been shocked at the at the speed this has moved at. Uh, and so uh, went and uh, he, he that's what he threw at them. And so but the judge went and said, listen. I'm going to give you until the, you've got until the 28th of this month to close this deal. If the deal's not closed by then, we're going to trial. Uh, so basically that put him on a clock right now of about, what, how many days are we talking about? 20 days? Three mm-hmm, weeks? Something like that. Yeah. One of the things is that they, they have said that the banks have been ready have the com- money committed that they've got under and ready to go. Um, the banks were committing $13 billion, um, and there were some other commitments wherever where the hell this money was going to come from. But, man, I gotta tell you, I still don't think he's going to do this. I was looking at the damn interest rates that he's having to pay right now in order to borrow this money, like right now. The rate that they're getting is 11.75%. I mean, basically, he's buying this sh- fucking Twitter on a fucking credit card. Mm-hmm. At this point. Um, so, uh, he was talking that uh, his uh, plan now, if he buys Twitter, is to kind of turn it into WeChat in China. I don't know if... You, have, have you ever... I've played with it a little bit. Not I have not played with it. I have not. I, I've read a little bit about it, but I've not. So tell tell us about it. The thing is that WeChat is kind of like Twitter, but it's also uh, it's like it's like they call it an everything app. Yeah, right? like you do. They do. You shop on it. Payment, you this, social. You yeah. The uh, you know you do communication, kind of like WhatsApp commun- style communication. Uh, all of this stuff, all on one app. And that that was his idea. I think that that's just ridiculous a little bit. I mean, it's a good idea. Like, okay, 
and a concept. But I feel that Facebook, Instagram, uh, Google, everybody's been trying to do that. And they haven't been able to create the same thing over here. I I think there's a fundamental resistance to putting everything in one basket. Right. I mean, maybe not like, you know, you, you come up with the right mix and people will dive in. But I mean, Google has come, you know. Lots of people center their lives around Google products. They use Gmail and uh, Google Office and But not and necessarily YouTube. say like, for example, okay, they use, okay, but. But they don't do it for shopping. No. You know, for instance. Or social media yeah. or. Or so Google failed repeatedly trying to do right. social and shopping. And for that shopping. Matter. Yeah. You know, so or even like don't messaging, for quite... example. I mean, they've they've yes. launched several messaging products, and basically the last the last thing on their messaging, like in the U.S., was like, "Please, Apple, can you adopt this so we can have a app that kind of works nice?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, it, it's been enough so that I've heard people express reluctance to try new Google products because they expect them to fail and not be available in a couple of years. So they don't want to invest in. Them. Exactly. And so, it, it, so, so Google hasn't been able to do that. Apple hasn't done that. I mean, they've got products that are pretty popular for a number of things, mm. but not at everything thing they're definitely yeah, everybody, no shopping everybody's got every one of the major u.s tech companies has certain areas that they've got lots of penetration into and others where they've got almost none right and so uh so that concept that he's throwing around i also think that wechat works more in china because another big thing is that a lot of these foreign apps are blocked right in china so that's made it that you know, WeChat has become so central because they don't have that option either. Um, so, mm-hmm. so that idea just seemed to me like another harebrained scheme, even though conceptually it sounds good, but I'm just like, um, how the fuck's he going to do it? And what I understood is that he is so busy right now with SpaceX, with Tesla with other stuff that basically he was trying to not be caught in this trial because basically he it, it, it was just a, a a big time killer. But I well, think, and also yeah. in, in the last week or two, evidence started coming out and being presented and all sorts of text messages that potentially made him look bad and some of his other investors look bad. The various billionaires he was talking to. Uh, it did not come out looking really positive for him. So it may oh. also be a part of it that like we continue this. He's just going to look bad and look worse the I longer mean, it goes some, on. Some were just like hilarious. I'm just like, you know, hey, I need a billion. Hey, I'm going to buy this. Can you can you throw can you can you, th- you know, can you throw me some money? How much you think I need? You know, can you give me a billion or two? Sure. I'm like, I wish I could get a billion or two that easy. Why the hell yeah, can't you, I? Can, why can't I do that? Hey, I, I'm gonna buy this thing. Okay, how much you need? Can you be spare a billion or two? All right. I was just like, okay, well, that's how that works. Huh? Look at that. Yeah, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I, exactly. I, I, yeah. Uh, so your time is almost up. What do you think is going to happen here? I think he's going to change his mind again. Well, somebody was making a timeline of how long 
it's taken for him how any of the decisions that he has made and how long they have taken. And they have not, he has not been firm on any of them for longer than three weeks. And so, so I, the expectation is that before the 28 days are up, he will change his mind again. There you go. Your timer has gone up. My God. And, uh, that, (laughs) so there's your summary. Um, I feel like I should be waking up now. Yeah. Well, alarms and yeah. Okay. My turn. Um, so I, I have another less serious one that I'll do for my second one, but I think we shouldn't skip. I mentioned you Ukraine briefly and, and by the way, this appears to be the bridge connecting Crimea, Crimea with Crimea? Russia proper. Um, so a signif- significant bridge uh, that they've done. But the thing I actually wanted to talk about is there has been lots of talk in the last week, more than we've had almost since the beginning of the war, about are the Russians going to use nukes and uh, tactical nukes in Ukraine? And if they do, what the hell are we going to do about it? And some fuel was put on that fire, uh, first by Putin saying some more stuff about it uh, uh, a few days back, and then by Biden uh, in some fundraising thing, making some comments about how we're closer to nuclear Armageddon than we have been since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Well, that's true. It, It probably is true. Now, what people have pointed out and clarified since then is we still think it's unlikely but, but it's still more likely than it more has likely been. Likely that it's ever that it's been since then. Yes, I mean it's true. You know, I, I mean um, think about the problem. Look, we're, I was just reading also that the North Koreans were also planning another nuclear test, and the North Koreans freaked fucking Japan out by firing a missile over Japan recently. Right, which they hadn't done in a couple of years. Yeah. They have done that before, but um, yeah, they J- Japan set off warning warning sirens and told people to run for cover and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, I mean, look, the one thing is, uh, I was just reading about this earlier this week, and I had, um, I have not read, um, from the. 90s there was a cache of cache or cash 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 a cache uh, yeah a cache of documents related to soviet uh plans during uh a clash with uh western you know with nato and how they plan to use tactical nuclear weapons um at the beginning of such a war um, and how they plan to use a lot of them um, in that case. And the fact that Putin seems to be reverting a lot to those kinds of tactics. Right. That's what I think is giving people uh, concerns. That, well, I mean, that, and, 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 he has, people, and he has said it. I mean, you know, he just yeah. recently said it again. You know, the, I mean, generally people have been increasingly concerned the more the Russians have been losing on the ground. Correct. Because the notion being that if push comes to shove and, you know, cr- and, and the Ukrainians are winning and pushing the Russians out of not just stuff that they've done since 
since February, but but since stuff they've done since 2014, if they're actually pushing back in Crimea and pushing back in the 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 pockets of the country that the Russians have basically controlled for years and years, then Putin will be have his back against the wall, and he'll be like, "Well, I got to do something." You know, the I problem can't just is, lose. right. The, the problem is that the only response that there is to that, from my perspective, if Putin starts using nukes there on the ground with tactical weapons, our only option is to do a massive aerial strike against their well, against the the, the Russian well, invasion I, there. And basically, I've heard I have heard generals talking. You know, retired generals, so not people that are currently right, right. No, no, yeah, they in charge of anything. About that, right, talking about things like you know, if they do this, we have to take out the the we have to take out the Black Sea Fleet. Yeah, we have to take out all their bases yeah. in Crimea. Yeah. We have to we have to eliminate capacity all across there to show that this is absolutely totally unacceptable right. and to neutralize their capability and it has to, to be a massive more. strike it's not a but small the pr- strike the but f- the problem of, of that of course is that's exactly the kind of scenario where you could see an escalation further that says okay well tactical yeah, but that's wasn't the reason, working but that's the reason why it has to be completely conventional is what i'm saying you don't go you don't go deep into russia what you do is exactly what they said you take out the Black Sea Fleet. You take out everything around there in the theater of conflict. You basically take what they have in the theater of conflict right now and just obliterate it all, which we can obliterate it all pretty quickly. I'm pretty sure. Um, but you know, again, this is the scenario where you could see Putin even what else more do you against do? the wall. Listen, this is the yeah, pro- but this then, is the problem. The problem then is you escalate started- and nuke New York. You know, no, whatever. But but the problem is like right now. What is the big issue right now that there is there right now at risk right now? You listen, you you you're using nukes there. Listen, the risk of nuclear radiation and fallout going into Europe and and back into Russia in that area is 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 ridiculous. I mean, we're talking about. I mean, either you stop them on their tracks and you just basically say, "This is what we're doing," and you just tell them flat out, "This is what we're doing." You want to keep fucking around that, 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 you know, but but we're not going to, we're not going to engage in, in, in something bigger, but you know what? We're stopping you period. Yeah. And this is the kind of thing where, again, I keep coming back to, if it starts playing out in this direction, that's when the internal Russian backlash against Putin gets to critical mass. Right. And they just do something about him. That, I can't imagine that they that want you like, up, you know, mutual annihilation. Right. So somebody would put a stop to that. It feels like, but I could be wrong, you know? And that's why, you know, I remember our conversations way back in February where we started this and we talked about what the off ramp is. The, well, the, we, we talked about the nuclear risk here and how some people are being like, ah, don't worry about that. We full speed ahead. Let's let's completely defend the Ukrainians and whatever. And we no. talked about how it's a tightrope that you have to walk very, very carefully because 
even if the chances of an escalation into a full-out nuclear war are really, really small, it is so bad if it happens that you have to like do almost anything to avoid getting to that outcome. I also think that th- th- this also what it brings up is the important thing that at, at look at some point I know that they are being driven back. Um, you know they're being driven back very aggressive, excuse me, um, being driven back very aggressively that an off ramp needs to be offered somehow through an intermediary that speaks to him something. I mean, whether it's the Chinese or somebody, look, we need to offer him an out. Well, and this is the the one thing thing that we're, where we have to talk to Zelensky also and say, listen, we've pushed him back. Listen, we, we've gotten them out of the territory. We're going to offer, say, putting a peacekeeping, you know, you know, troops to separate the countries. We need to offer an out to make sure but that we, we don't. We, but, but, we, you know, we, you and I, Yvonne, have said before, like the the options that might have been on the table at some point of basically just saying, okay, fine. Let the Russians keep Crimea permanently. Let the Russians keep those couple of provinces on the right where there's, you know, whatever. You know, once we started seeing the atrocities committed as the Russians left various places, essentially took that off the table. Like, I don't think it takes it out of the table or the territory that they controlled before this invasion. Before February. Right. And that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying... Let's give them an off ramp to just get back to where the fuck we were in February. Well, if, I, I don't know. Point, like, the, if you're trying to de-escalate it, that, that's the important thing. There needs to be an off ramp. We can't just completely corner him to create that. Something well, needs to I, be offered. You know, I, I have mixed feelings there. I mean, I hear what you're saying. The Finnish prime minister was asked that question earlier today. And their response was the off ramp is Russia leaves Ukraine, you know, period, end of story. She turned around and left. Um, and the thing is like, well, I mean, you you're me right. As long like, I, I mean, if you ask me ideally right now, fuck yeah, that's what I want. But I, I, I'm just. The thing is like, if you have, if you assume from the get go that Putin stays, no matter what you're, you're trying to offer, you're trying to get him to do, you're trying to give something where he personally can save face. Some of the other leadership in Russia can save face. If you start seeing the possibility that maybe humiliation here ends to uh, results in a downfall of the current Russian regime, then that's another out. Uh, that's another off ramp right there. No, I get but, that, but but look, uh, listen. But that's a big gamble. Exactly, and like, I'm like the, you know, as I've yeah. said, like week after week here, in most of these situations, the dictator figures out how to stay by cracking down and repression and everything else, and the dictator stays. For example, what happened to Gaddafi is not the common outcome of this thing. Well, and what happened to Gaddafi took years and years to play out. Exactly. Yes. That it's not like that happened, you know, overnight. No. 
yeah, or, or right in the middle of the the biggest the big conflict, right? right. You know, um, yeah. So I, I don't know. Again, this is something where it's walking a tightrope. There's a. It's very easy to imagine scenarios that get bad really fast. Um, so far, and this is one of the things a couple episodes ago we were busy giving Biden credit to, he's walked that tightrope really well. Oh God, yes. I mean, he's you know, and so job of this. I, I, I'm glad he's there and not Donald. Oh my God, Jesus. <laughs> you know, so okay, time's up on that one. Uh, what's your next one, Yvonne? Ah, oh, what's my next one? Uh, the pot pardons. Oh yes, pot pardons. Yes, I remember those. Go, go for it. Well, I mean, Biden decided to pardon uh, anybody that was in federal custody that had been convicted well, that, of that, minor. There, there actually wasn't anybody in custody anymore. Uh, for this crime, so he's pardoning them and clearing their. Record. I thought there were sixty five hundred. I, I heard no. The the there are sixty five hundred uh, federal people who were affected by this pardon, but none of them were currently. Oh, none of them were in custody. Ah, okay. When I read the and, number, and I all, thought all, you know. Also, there are a few thousand more that were in you know because of DC laws, but I believe also for those, no one was actually in prison anymore, Okay, but it's clearing their records and all of that. Okay. Case. Okay. So I, I thought when I saw the figure, I figured out those are people still in jail. I was like, Oh Jesus, but no, none of them are in jail, but that, that that's, you know, that helps those people, especially because those are felony convictions. And that, 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 mm-hmm. is, that is a big thing under criminal records. And I think it's uh look, it's the right call. And what he did so the, was the three things. Uh, he, he, he pardoned those people. He recommended that governors do the same thing. That's also yeah. big. We'll see if any governors take him up on it. Uh, this could be another red blue divide thing. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, but, uh, there are far more people in jail and in prison Lo- and local for state and local. Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Th- than for federal. Absolutely. Um, and then finally he also, uh, asked the appropriate, um, it's, a, it's the Department of Health and Human Services and the DOJ who have to jointly recommend rescheduling. He asked them to start that process. There's apparently a legally defined process about how both of those agencies have to like look into this and blah, blah, blah. And then they have to make a recommendation and then it has to be approved. It's a process. It's not something that he snaps his finger and does overnight, but he has asked them to start the process of reschedule of of examining whether they should reschedule marijuana from schedule one, which is the there is it's no redeeming right. There's no redeeming value. There can be no research. This cannot be sold in any way whatsoever. It's the most controlled substances that are out there, um, and the schedule goes from two to five, and then unscheduled for different levels of what you have to do to get prescriptions and all that kind of nonsense. But at the moment. It's just, I think it's been clear for years and years and years that e- that even if you argue there should be restrictions on marijuana, Schedule 1 makes no sense. There are things in Schedule 2 that are worse than marijuana. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and, and the, the, you know, did I tell you the story that, you know, so we, you know, we had the pharmacy every year I have to submit to the DEA uh, inventory of all the controlled drugs that we that we have right. at the pharmacy and you know we have to how many 
how many we purchased, how many were dispensed. Uh, you know, we have to keep very strict controls on it. And that, you know, because my, my grandmother's pharmacy was old enough that we actually had cocaine. Mm. Uh, uh, and so the thing is that it was when cocaine was legal. I, I think you, I think I remember you telling the story a few years and, ago. And that, and that uh, you know, yeah, I must have mentioned it at some point, because, you know, cocaine was legal, but then it was put in schedule one. The problem is that they had no method of disposing for, of these. So we kept having the damn cocaine in inventory for like forever. I mean, every year I had to freaking turn in and, yep, here's the damn cocaine. We still have it in inventory. Okay, great. Here it is locked up in the place where we had to lock up uh, schedule one. Anything. So we had to lock up schedule one, I think schedule two. I can't remember exactly. Probably. Yeah. We had to lock those up. Um, and so, yeah, I get, I it paid to my ass and I kept having like to freaking store cocaine in a topical solution. It was apparently meant to like to, to, you know, for pain relief. So anyway, bottom line is he's done this. This is, and I, I saw a number of people commenting about like, look, you know, he's doing the, the, the college loan forgiveness. I did not try the cocaine, by the way. Uh, Okay. Thank you. Clarifying. Not trying. Yes, th- this is important. Between the college loan forgiveness and the this marijuana stuff, he's doing things that young people particularly have been caring about, and that makes so, sense. You know, also, yeah, well, and makes sense. Yeah, but uh, and so the question is also electorally and everything else. Does this does this get some of the people? who have been like all disillusioned because, you know, Hey, we elected the Democrats and they haven't done Jack. Does this start getting some of those people to be like, Oh, okay. And maybe actually show up to fucking vote. I think it definitely helps. I mean, I'm not going to say that it's like a, none of these are, uh, none of these are a silver bullet. Okay. But, um, you know, it's definitely, uh, you know, I mean, how is this a negative? I mean, you know, it, it's only a, a positive. How much of a positive? I mean, well, it depends. So, oh, I, I mean, but it's definitely a positive. I think it's important to have that message um, clear out there of stuff that, look, you're you're asking for these things. And this is what we're doing. And we could do more of this if you would fucking get your ass out there and vote. Yeah. I mean, as as we were talking about when we were talking about polls, the situation is unclear about what will actually happen. But it's still night and day from where we were just a few months ago. Oh, yeah. Where it looked like the Democrats couldn't get anything done and nothing was happening and they looked like a bunch of failures and blah, blah, blah. Exactly. And then... This is just another notch on the, yeah, we can do stuff. Boom, 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 boom. We're doing stuff. Right. And like you said, that can't hurt. No. It may or may not be enough, but it certainly can't hurt. And it it probably helps some. Right. The question is, does it help enough? Because you get so much of the situation where, you know, we've talked before, like, they do stuff and then no one remembers or gives them credit or whatever. 
Um, another thing that Biden did this week was, you know, he, he came out and he talked about all the Republicans who are begging for money from the, from the infrastructure bill or not the infrastructure. Yeah. From the various bills, infrastructure and other right infrastructure and otherwise that they voted against. Of course, they you are. know, of no, course they are. Of course they, they are. I mean, they always really surprised me, you know. Yeah, it's like, you know, th- this bill yeah! is socialism and the government should not be doing this. Oh, it passed. Can we have a bridge, please? Yeah. Can we have a new road? Or, 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 we have or, a- I don't know. There were uh, somehow they were saying that. Uh, so Biden went and like part of the the, the bill, you know, trying to in- incentivize uh, chip production in the U.S. It was at yeah. IBM. He was at the IBM factory. uh you know, because they're doing a $20 billion investment. And there's been, tell you what, there's been a lot of investment that this is incentivized, okay, in chip manufacturing in the United States. Mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been impressed with the number of, of, of things that are happening with this, okay? Um, and they were saying that he was kowtowing to China somehow by doing that. And, like, he was putting the that money in the hands of communists. And I'm like, gee, I had no idea that IBM was some kind of communistic organization absolutely okay time up for that one and i have i have the last one okay go what do you start the timer uh 80 minutes for this one right 80 80 minutes okay yeah all right go yeah sure no no we're going for eight uh and this is the european union trying to mandate usbc for all charge ports everywhere forever USB-C for everything forever and ever and ever. You know, I, mean, I hate this quite. idea of having like charge too. of having like government to mandate what the hell charge ports we have. I, I think this is the stupidest freaking thing. Now I understand the idea that you want to make everything inoper- interoperable and you want people to be able to buy one cord and use it everywhere, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But to me, it is so obvious that if you govern this kind of thing with strict resolu- with strict regulations and specifically not just you know the charge port must meet these criteria but also just yeah it's USB-C it all has to be USB-C that you are immediately shutting down a area of potential innovation Absolutely. where where you know lightning may not be all that it's kind of old at this point maybe they could do something better but they maybe they would come up with something better than USB-C right you know right and, now you're being and, mandated and forced into USB-C and n- I, I i think it's a terrible idea i think it's a yeah, terrible I, I, idea i think this is ridiculous i've heard some things about like well apple will just go portless or whatever and now there there there's some parts of this regulation that are apparently going to cover wireless charging as well uh and but all of this is like no this is exactly the kind like i'm in favor of all kinds of government regulation where i think it's helpful this is the kind of place where i'm like this is idiotic yeah this will this will it looks good for customers now but go out a few years it's gonna be disastrous it's gonna be like we will be stuck with these stupid USB-C ports long after we could have had something better. Uh, because, you know, the history of these things is like, would you want to be stuck with the charge cords we had 10 years ago? No. No. They were crap. They were total crap. 
you know, technology evolves and improves and you want to like be able to take advantage of that as quickly as possible. And, you know, and also USB-C itself, by the way, like at first I was like, oh, this is a, this is great. It's all the same cord I can use, blah, blah, blah. It's not all the same freaking cord. They've actually done something really, really stupid, which is not all USB-C cords are equal. They have different capabilities. Some of them uh, can do data. Some of them only do charging. Some of them do data at low speed. Some of them do data at high speed. But they all use the same freaking port, so you can't tell the difference. Like, like one thing that is an advantage of certain older technologies is, like, you kind of know, like, well, is this the right cord? Does it fit? If it fits, it's the right fucking cord. That's not true with USB-C. Right. And it's like, ah! So you're not only mandating a technology, you've got, you're mandating a technology that has certain clear problems right off the bat. Um, yeah, it has some advantages too. I'm not going to say it doesn't. I mean, I have several products I use on a regular basis that US, that use USB-C. And even at this point, I've when I charge my lightning port on my phone, I use something that has USB-C on the other end. I don't dislike, I don't dislike USB-C. It's that, that's not the problem. The problem is that I just think that mandating it, and I think you and I are both on the same page, that mandating it as a standard, like, and that you can't like put anything else just basically is a big innovation stifler. And that and it the might make is, us stuck with garbage like 10 years. Well, right. And, and and you could say like, well, well, we're in the US. Who cares what Europe does, right? Well, no, because this affects international companies. And maybe Apple will do something like let you pick or do one in the US and one in Europe. But more likely, that adds cost. most companies will just say, okay, fine. We have to use freaking USB-C. And so that's what it's going to be. Right. We're not going to manufacture two damn versions of the fucking phone. One to have USB-C and one to have lightning. It'd just be stupid. And so, yeah, we'll fucking, or I don't know. Can they get away with just giving everybody a fucking adapter? <laughs> I saw someone say, you know, Apple's going to weasel out of this with some sort of dongle. Yes. <laughs> The our phone is still going to have a lightning port, but here's a dongle that lets you attach a USB. Right, just ship it. the damn phone in Europe with a fucking dongle. I, I don't think that I, th- I think the European regulations don't allow that, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, th- I, this kind of thing is infuriating, and it, it falls into a category that is a broader category of legislatures not understanding technology yeah well and it's why we've had no intelligent legislation on anything related to tech and why even some laws that have passed are so brain dead over the last 20 plus fucking years yeah and and all kinds of unintended side effects and you know oh we're we're doing this to protect the children or whatever and you end up fucking all over all kinds of stuff or you know, you're, you're trying to, you know, rid the internet of sex workers or something. And all you do is put sex workers in danger. There are all kinds of things like this. And, you know, every uh, once in a while, it, sex works is danger is, is a pastime of this country where the whole damn thing should be decriminalized. And, you know, it, it's just, you know, it, 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 and what we do is that we, we just put their lives in danger for no good fucking reason whatsoever for whatever people's, you know, judgment of morality is let them 
you know. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and it, those are just a couple of examples, but just generally the history of governments trying to regulate tech has been disastrous over and over and over again. And, and, you know, we adapt, right? Like, you know, I'll tell you one that I remember that was a, a, a terrible headlamps in the United States. Do mm-hmm. you know that? I mean, headlamp regulations in the U S have been so uh, unbending that we were stuck with subpar headlamps through the 1970s and 80s and the Europeans had to make different headlamps for cars that were shipped to the U.S. and the Japanese because the standards in the U.S. were you know were way inferior as those in Europe and in Europe they just didn't want to sell the cars with these shitty headlamps that were mandated right. in the United States so therefore they would make these cars that you know had these custom headlamps in the U.S. that were horrible and that it took the law like forever to change and even like right now they have these new headlamps that are uh the the europeans have come up with these like laser adaptive headlamps that just can project the high beam all the time but they detect when a car is coming and it could just fade the light towards like that vehicle that's coming right just that one but keep you a full high beam at the rest and not dazzle that person those have been illegal in the united states because of fucking headlamp regulations up until like a recent change that finally is allowing them to come to the united states and it's been like it's that kind of stuff like with tech sometimes that you're supposedly setting a standard and then you're you're just you know hindering progress sometimes. So yes, I am for regulation, but not all regulation is good. And this is the kind of like, especially in like these kind of tech areas where it's just backfires. Yeah, it's just it, it can be so bad. Be and, and you know, part of it is the legislators not understanding. And part of it is whether or not they understand doesn't even matter because they're like, they want the headline of like, we're protecting our kids or we're, you know, making the internet safe or, you know, or we're making your cars safer or whatever. Cause I'm sure those headlight regulations were originally intended to be better than what yes, the cars correct. They were, manufacturers they were, they were, were doing. They were intended to provide standards specifically for people. But, but they hard-coded them in such a way that once technology improved, it was no longer better than what people would do otherwise. It was worse. Correct. Yes, that is absolutely so, correct. That's You hit the nail right on the head about those regulations. It, 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 it's, it's the same kind of thing as with like freaking minimum wages and well, stuff. Well, sometimes, like, you know, we, we, yeah. we get smart about doing certain things and we make them adapt into the future. I was just reading today that one of the things that uh, a lot of us will probably see a little bit more money in our pockets, in part because our, our, our tax rates are actually inflation index. Hmm. So uh, because of where inflation has been, all the tax brackets are going to move up next year, a significant amount um, because of inflation, because uh, they did that. By the way, they did this in the 80s because for about forever, they weren't. And it kept right. making people getting pushed into higher tax brackets for long for the longest forever. And then they said, oh, yeah, you're right. We should index them. Well, and that's exactly the kind of thing, right? You should you should do that with like minimum wages and stuff. They should be indexed. They should be mm-hmm. automatically yep. adjusting. Yep. It shouldn't be something that has to be repassed every whatever no. years to change it to some new number. And the same thing with these tech regulations and such. Like you, there might be smart ways to say you have to consider 
these factors in what you're doing or some something. There might be something. I, I'm not even sure what, but what they're doing is certainly not that. It's like, you must do it this way. That's just stupid. But uh, last year, before I left my old job, uh, I, I went and uh, Argentina had soaring inflation constantly. And uh, at, at, with some negotiating, I, I it, almost regularly we went and we, uh, we had to give them increases because inflation was just running amok. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, somebody proposed that mentions that, that, that said, well, why don't we index it? And I was like, fuck yes. Um, uh, and so I, I got an approval to have those people's salaries indexed. And I got a call recently from one of those employees. I, you know, I haven't worked there for a year and he just tell me, my God, I don't think you understand how you saved our ass. By because some people are actually angry about it. They didn't understand how I calculated the index, whatever. But listen, uh-huh. uh, inflation has been this year 60%. And the index that that was being used for their salaries was like basically calculated at every paycheck. And so basically they're like, look, if I if you hadn't done that, I would be bankrupt. I mean, I would have had mm-hmm. to look for another job. And you know. You, you did that and everybody's been like, ah, we don't have to sweat it out every fucking month. You know, our, 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 our salaries are, are indexed. Wow. That's this is nice. You know, I'll give one more example of wrongheaded regulations and then we'll close up the show, which is whatever the fuck European regulation makes it so all these websites have to have these banners that pop up every oh fucking God. time you go to them to accept the damn cookies. Okay. Ah. It's just, it's just so freaking annoying. I know it's just an annoyance, but at the same time, it's a really stupid annoyance. Like I'm all for like having internet companies be much more transparent about privacy policies and what they do and what they don't do with data and blah, blah, blah. But popping up a stupid little thing to, to, to let me acknowledge that they use fucking cookies is the stupidest fucking thing they could possibly do along those lines. <laughs> it does not achieve the goal. It Nobody reads the thing. They just click it and make it go away. It's, 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 it's just like those stupid click-through agreements for other stuff. Don't get me started. But it, <laughs> it's just... It does not in any way solve the actual problem that they were trying to solve. And it just provides well, an annoyance well, remember, for millions of people wasn't. every fucking oh, well, wait, wait, wait. That that wasn't that was that, that wasn't these that, okay. The only thing they did as a solution was not just give you a pop-up. Okay, they they did do a lot more than that, but I understand that you're annoyed with the pop. I'm I'm talking about that specific own. part of it. Yeah, like there, that, there that, the points. only solution they did was not to just give you an annoying pop up. <laughs> yes, I know. There's all GDPR and all these other regulations have a lot more to them beyond that. There's the you know you you can request that companies delete your information Which and I all kinds of other not, stuff like that. Not, I actually that one I think is pretty good actually. And a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, like I the parts of it that are okay. Like it, in general, I don't think it was necessarily well executed. But the one thing that I know was not executed was the stupid fucking cooking warnings, <laughs> cookie warnings, cooking. cooking? Cooking, whatever. Those are just idiotic. They solve no problem. They do not help anything. They are just annoying.
Well, I, I, I'm like, yeah, they're annoying, but that, that's fine. That, 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 that to me is, you see, the thing is that that's in the realm of like annoying regulation and not necessarily stifling or harmful. That's just annoying. So I'm okay with annoying. I can live with annoying. No, you can't. I, 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 I can tell. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's the end. Um, so the usual stuff that we do at the end, uh, go to our website, curmudgeons-corner.com. You can find all the ways to contact us, Facebook, email, Twitter, semaphore. What? I don't know. You know, the thing with the flags? Snapchat? Snapchat. Nah, there's no Snapchat on there. I'm sorry. Anyway... All that kind of stuff, our archives, you can, you can listen to all 800 episodes there, all 800. And I expect this is your homework. If you have not listened to all 800, get a start on it. Yeah. Go back to the beginning, episode one, and just start listening. I'll I'll fill you in on episode one. I'll give you a, 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 a tip. It's not great. (laughs) It took us a while to get our stride. It was, yes. You know? It was, yes. But you, you can relive the last few presidential administrations. <laughs> Something. Anyway, uh, yeah, we, we when we started this, what? It was um, it's still W. Yes, it was still W. And our technology so you- was... was- Flaky, to say the least. You can relive the end of the W administration, the Obama administration, the Trump administration, and now the Biden administration. And and in the early days, we talked a lot more about tech than we do today. Yeah. So (laughs) you could listen to that, too, Um, if you really want to reminisce about 10-year-old tech. Yes. Anyway, also... We talked about the iPhone launch. We did. We did. Did we like it? Yes. Okay, good. I'm glad we liked it. Yes, I'm pretty sure. I think I did go back and re-listen to that one. Yes, we liked it. Okay. Um, Anyway, uh, you can also find a link to our Patreon uh, where you can give us a little money. At various levels uh, there, you can get us mentioning you on the show. You can get a postcard from us, a mug, stuff like that. At $2 a month or more, or if you contact us through any of the other mechanisms, uh, and ask nicely. We will invite you to our Comudgeons Corner Slack, which is a place where Yvonne and I and a few listeners uh, are sharing links and chatting throughout the week about whatever is going on in the news or whatever comes to mind. So, Yvonne, name one thing that was really good that we talked about on our Comudgeons Corner Slack that we have not talked about on the show. I'm going to give two. One's very fast. Oh, okay. Two bon- bonus. Uh, uh, apparently, Kanye West believes on Twitter that uh, companies have these officials called Black Lives Matter officer ma- office managers. Okay. Uh, there's uh, there. I, I saw you posted this, but I didn't actually get a chance to look at the video. Yeah, he 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 was in an interview saying that you know when you go to work, apparently there's a Black Lives Matter office manager. He also said a whole bunch of other idiotic things. Basically, kind it was it was all just clips showing how Kanye West is a complete fucking moron. Uh, the second one is 
apparently Meta's VR social network horizon is too buggy and employees are barely using it. I think we I think we mentioned a little bit about how this whole damn thing with a metaverse. The fucking problem with it right now is I, I give it the AOL problem. It's too soon. It's just not ready. It's I, been too soon for decades now. Yeah, it's been too soon. Um, And it's kind of like there was also an article recently talking about how basically uh, we have spent billions and billions of dollars on self-driving and that all the people involved basically are saying, fuck, we, we can't crack the code. And, and, and you know, and basically, my prediction that during this decade there will be a car on the roads that's complete self-driving that's actually like whatever that you can buy. It's like there will be a lot of assistive technology. But yeah, I, I'm feeling like we we made a bet, which we're coming up on the 10 year mark from when we made this bet. And I bet you, you could buy a car that you could legally sleep in while it drove you around. And I'm going to lose that. Bet. Yeah, it's looking pretty clear that you're not you're not gonna you're not. Yeah, it's just. Man, they're all like just pulling their hair out. They can, can they cannot. I mean, you know, the biggest one that they they are struggling with, uh, to make a what they call is like a, I can't remember is like an uncontrolled left turn or basically make it a left turn when there is oncoming traffic and you don't have a traffic light, you don't have a green light. Mm-hmm. You know, the the it they, they, the cars just cannot cannot handle that like like that's one of the worst offenders and that's the one that they just they can't decipher it's just they've, they've tried fail 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 um so um i wonder if elon musk is gonna give a a refund to all these people who have been paying for full self-driving at some point that and 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 not reacting properly to certain unexpected events. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. But that, that, like oh that. yeah, that that those are others. But the main one that they are the main one that is just uh, what I what they're talking about that one is just because those they've come up with some techniques or whatever. But that's the one that's the most life threatening if you think about it. Is to make a fucking mm. left turn into oncoming traffic because that one can right. get you. You know, that's I mean, so many bad accidents happen with that, and they can't they they just can't get the damn technology to figure it out. Yeah. So anyway, with the metaverse specifically, the thing is, um, they apparently have this in internal product that's supposed to test the concepts and stuff like they, they've released a few things publicly, but there's an internal version and there's an expectation that employees use it for like meetings and for various things and employees just aren't. And so they're now talking about mandating certain amounts of usage. They're already tracking it, but now they're talking about like, you know, there being penalties if you don't use this shit enough and things like that. Well, you know, it's and one it's, of these things. It's like what we talked about with fucking cameras and like, you know, with the uh, zoom and all this other stuff that, you know, I mean, shit that people just avoid them like the plague. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it's the same with this. I mean, you, you, what do you, what do you want? You want to be sitting around a fucking with fucking goggles and a goddamn fucking you know, fake tape in your little cartoon. Your, your little do you cartoon. really want, you know, it, it, it's one thing to have your little video conference, whatever. And in certain cases, it's nice to see the faces in certain yeah, cases. Yeah. It's really not necessary. And I'd rather not. Thank you. But I absolutely see zero, zero 
reason I would want to be in a little VR conference room with other little cartoon characters for my coworkers. Like why, <laughs> why would, what possible <laughs> advantage is that to anything? There are better solutions to everything, including if you really need to go and fucking meet in person. Oh God. But yes. Like, yes. But like with the, at least with the current technology, it is a less good solution than a regular video chat. Oh yeah. No doubt. Yeah. And so, and, and like, look, I can see some real potential good uses of augmented reality stuff. There are all kinds I'm of. I'm going to tell you the first industry that's going to, you know, that's going to, they're going to do something with it. What do you think is the first industry? Um, construction. <laughs> what What is the biggest money maker on the internet? Oh, porn. Of course. Of course. Yes. <laughs> you know, VR porn already is out there. Yeah. I'm AR porn would be used, you know, good too. I'm sure, yep. you know, uh, yes, of course, of course. Porn, porn is the vanguard of almost every technology yes. that has ever existed. Yes. You know, certainly in the internet age, but I would suggest long before that. Yeah. You know, the first guy who got on a horse to go somewhere was probably just trying to get to like his woman fast. Probably. <laughs> no doubt. You know, I got it. I get there. Go oh, shit. Get on the damn horse. <laughs> no. Uh, yes, you're absolutely right. Porn will lead the way on all sorts of technologies. Um, but the, 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 yes, it's, it's, there's some good uses for AR. VR can be fun in certain circumstances, but like they are trying to push it into so many areas where it's like, at least now, and and I know they're trying to push the new technology, and maybe it is like you said, it's like AOL. Maybe it's ten years premature, or maybe twenty years 20 premature. Years premature, exactly. But it's it's just where it is now is not compelling, and, it, and it's way. bad. It's like it, 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 it it's, bad. it's bad. It's, it's active. It's, it's actively, actively worse. It's actively worse than the alternatives. Yes. Now, at some point, might that change? Yeah, maybe. But we're certainly not anywhere close to it now. Right. So anyway. I think we're done, Yvonne. We're done. Um, and so with that, uh, hey, everybody, have a great week. And uh, we'll be back next time. And hopefully you will be too. So, yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Boom, boom, boom. Beam, beam.